Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. And a good Tuesday afternoon. Tomorrow, at about this time, we will be doing Gratitude Wednesday. Your family, despite them, are not allowed to be part of your gratitude. (laughs) Nice. Thank you. How about despite your love for them are not allowed to be part of the gratitude? Now we're getting somewhere. Your family, despite them... Uh, I'm not allowed to be part of your gratitude. We are going to be doing Gratitude Wednesday, the love for your family, notwithstanding. Boom! And if you're just now joining us or listening on podcast and you don't know what we're talking about, Sam and I have come to the agreement that Scott has been misusing the term notwithstanding. For about 12 years. For about 12 years. All good. Story here from NBC News. Elon Musk's. Social media company Twitter, uh, we have decided, by the way, on this program, we will not refer to it as X. Uh, It will be Twitter, um, sued Media Matters, and one of its staff members uh, this week over an investigative report published saying that that there was Nazi content that ran on Twitter's app alongside advertisements from major corporations. Uh, news of the lawsuit coincided with Texas Attorney General. Uh, who cares? That's political. Um, all right. A New Hampshire man who lived in an unfurnished mobile home and drove a lawnmower around his small town died a secret multimillionaire. No way. Yep. I love these stories. Bequeathed his fortune to the tight-knit community of which he lived. Jeffrey Holt, who died in June at the age of 82, was known as the caretaker of a Hinsdale mobile home park where he lived in a unit with no computer, no TV, and a bed. That's all he had uh, was a bed in his little trailer home. Uh, Holt rarely left the town of 4,200 people. It's right on the Vermont-Massachusetts border, and he did not have a car. He was often seen riding his lawnmower to the local convenience store clad in his threadbare clothes. Oh, he had three point eight million dollars. How does that happen? That's like the people that tell you if you take a penny and then you double it on the second day and you double it again on Mm -hmm. the third day and you double it again on the fourth day. Is that true? It is true. I have asked. I have asked my very smart finance people this. It is true. They'll say to you, "Okay, is it better to just put one hundred thousand dollars in the bank and let it sit there? Or is it better to start doubling a penny every day for a year? And if you double the penny every day for a year, I think you're a millionaire at the end of the year. 
Sam, is that true? You're you're the mathematician on the show. It's it's the compound I've interest heard something rule. Something like that. Yes. Yeah. So if 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 hang on. So if on November twenty first, two thousand twenty three, uh huh, I have one penny. Uh huh. Tomorrow I have two pennies. The next day you have four. Then you have eight. And then on and on we go. And then you start getting into some real change. Because think about it, a hundred dollars then doubles into two hundred, that then doubles into four hundred, and then very, very quickly you are amassing a lot of, in, so, of interest on that money. And so your two hundred become so if you're doubling your money every day. Every day. So by the, thirty days you will have five point three six eight million dollars. Isn't that mind blowing? Wow. If you start with a penny and double your money every day, I, I thought it was lower than that, Sam. I thought it was around a million. And you're saying in in 30 days? Uh, this is the chart of a penny doubling each day for 30 days. And you're saying that if... if On day 15, you will cross $100 for the first time at $163.84. And then it very quickly goes up from there. And then you're saying by day 30, I, I'm... But a, this is an unrealistic compounding interest. You're not going to have fair point. something that doubles every day. Well, unless you double it every day. Well, that means that on day 29, you're going to have to put in $2.684 million of your own money. Yeah, I wouldn't have that. I would make it to right. about day 15. The like $163. I don't think I can do this anymore. <laughs> Christmas is right around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> the doubling apparently only works if you keep doing it. <laughs> really? Wow. That's what makes it doubling. Right. Yeah. That's what makes you. You got to double the rich. previous day's submission into the bank account, yeah. right? It's the yeah. thirty days that get you. Yeah. Well, I, I, foiled I, every time. I, I was gonna say I would argue it's probably day twenty or twenty-one. I was gonna say like, I could oh, probably man, make it to day sixteen <laughs> or seventeen. Man, I'm screwed. Yeah. All right. What's the story you got? Oh, I'm so mad about this. Well, yeah. there's actually two stories about road rage, but I'll, I'll I'll lead with the one that is changing my behavior on the on the highways. Family says they were shot at during a road rage incident on I-35 in Overland Park, and police are looking for information about this, okay? An urgent manhunt is underway in Overland Park after a family tells police they were shot at as they headed northbound on I-35. Police say after that family was rear-ended, instead of pulling over, the driver who rear-ended them started shooting. Quoting here from Officer Lacey. He could have just pulled over and exchanged information, then pulling out a firearm to start shooting at a family. Oh, my God. The incident happened Saturday night. Help me out here because you know me in directions because they were going north, but it's in Overland Park, so I don't. I-35 and I-635 as the family from Lee Summit began to merge onto 635. That that, would be right here. I was going to say, that's confusing. Get Lee Summit out of there. They happen to be from Lee, from Lee Summit. That notwithstanding, this happened at I-35 and 635, which, which is, is right it's, here. It's right over here. If you take it's Metcalf, basically Mission. Yeah, if you take Metcalf straight north, you will be at that interchange. Yeah. Okay, they were rear-ended by a red Audi sedan. And as they pulled over and planned to exchange information, things took a very scary turn. Quoting here from Lacey, when you are shooting at vehicles, you never know his, who's inside. And in this case, there was a child in the backseat of this family's car. Two women and a child. Oh my God. It's outrageous. Something like this would happen. Someone could have gotten hurt or killed. Luckily, no bullets hit the car. Uh, Fox 4 reached out to the victims and their family, and they responded they want to be private because they're terrified. Um, 
Unfortunately, this isn't the first time that we've seen something like this in Kansas City in just the last few months. A road rage dispute in Oak Grove off of I-70 led to the death of a 53-year-old man. Another one happened in a Northmore shopping district where a fender bender led to a man being shot and killed. Marion police told Fox 4 they've seen an increase in road rage disputes escalating as well. So if I get rear-ended... I'm, I- I'm not stopping. So, I'm literally telling you right now, if someone hits me, I'm so, not stopping. So what am I supposed to do? What, what are we supposed to do? I don't know. I would like to hear from our insurance people because... Stay in your locked vehicle. Right. Call 911. Say, this just happened. Yeah. But I don't think police really, especially in bigger cities, don't want to deal with a fender bender. And that's what we're talking about, right? Well, I, I mean, it depends on. So I, I think the threshold is call police if it's over $1,000. You have to file a police report, $1,000 worth of damage. And how, how do you even know? Well, if the bump and rob is going on all the time, you just hope that it's over $1,000 and you let the police deal with it when they get there. If, if somebody, re- Sam, if somebody rear ends me, I'm, I'm not pulling over. Here's the other deal. How do you get rear ended I-35 going to 635? Those are highway speeds well, and you're just. That's, just that's, a, that's a great question. Well, I, you go from 65 down to 45 and I believe down to 35 on that exit slash on ramp. Okay. On the 635? back up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 913-586-7798. Uh, when did this happen? Does it say if it was like in the Saturday, middle of the day? Saturday, I believe. Let me look. Middle Saturday of the day? evening. Saturday evening. So we, we can, you know, it's getting dark earlier. Let's pretend it was dark. But they knew it was a red Audi sedan. 913-586-7798. Don't forget to check out our podcast, the Dana Parks podcast, available anytime you want. Just go to kmbz.com. So the other story that really bothers me, and I don't want to get into a gun debate, but it is wrapped up into this road rage thing, um, is a story that Channel 41 did that you might have seen after the Chiefs game where this Olathe family sat down and talked about what happened to them. And the guy uh, was driving again down I-35, but this time south of here in Olathe, and is an Army veteran, which will become important when you hear what happens here, and was merging and he does admit when he merged he accidentally cut a guy off a couple of months ago he does say that okay is this local yep okay and he said at the time that he was traveling down the stretch of i-35 there were at least 10 shots 10 bullets fired into his truck and into his body so he got hit in his uh shoulder left calf uh arm one went in and went out of his arm, and then another in the shoulder, okay? Mm-hmm. He was grabbing dinner for his family. Says it happened as he was trying to exit I-35 southbound, and as he was merging, he had to cut off another driver in the process. The other driver then closed in on this guy's bumper and tapped his brakes. Like, so now we're like, what do you got? Right. Come at me, bro. When the two merged onto the highway, the driver moved two lanes over, dropped into Martin's blind spot, and shots rang out. He says, quote, it was a millisecond. I looked back and then took a gunshot. I saw the muzzle flash of his weapon. I got behind my post of the car to try to protect my heart, my lungs, and all of that. Uh, he is a former Army medic. He knew his uh, wounds weren't life-threatening, but he's obviously freaking out. 
So he's trying to get a license plate. All of this is happening. He loses the guy in traffic. He goes home to get treatment. Fast forward, police find the shooter. Somehow, someone either sees this or something, police arrest the shooter. Okay. And Steve Howe's office says we can't prosecute. He will not be prosecuted. Why? Because Martin says he did have a gun in his own truck, but says he never had it out. Only after he was shot, he says, I reached into my glove box to grab my weapon in case the guy fired again. Well, what the shooter is saying is, no, I saw a weapon before, and that's why I shot into his car 10 times. And the DA is trying to say, because the way our wonky stand-your-ground laws are written, that if this other shooter says he felt fear because he saw a gun, which the guy that was shot says the guy did not see a gun because it was in my glove box, House says, I can't prosecute. We can't put this in front of a jury. The way our ridiculous stand-the-ground laws are written, this cannot be prosecuted. The guy was shot Four times, Scott. But you you shot me. Correct. But the idiot that's not being named that was the shooter at this guy said, well, I, I saw that he, the other guy had a gun and I was in fear, so I, so, I opened fire. And I, and I understand and respect you not wanting to get into a gun debate. But stand your ground re, uh, involves your home or if you feel that you or someone else with you is in danger. So quoting here from Steve Howe, if a person displays a gun, you don't have to wait until they pull the trigger to defend yourself. In Kansas, there are 11 statutes that spell out a citizen's right to defend themselves. But what, he's not saying that the guy didn't shoot at him. Steve Howe is right. saying we can't, can't put can't this prosecute. in front of a jury but, because of the way these laws are written. But, but why would every person who ever, for whatever reason, shot another human being? Yeah, I saw a gun. I, I saw a gun. I, exactly. I exactly. I, I, I was fearful for my own And keep own in mind, life. in this case, the victim who was shot 11 bullets into that car mm -hmm. did have a gun in his glove box and a, a, the legal right to carry it. But he's saying, I never pulled it out, that I went to fiddle with that gun long after I had been shot well, and the guy sped off. Again, not trying to get but into a gun debate. You put that in front of a jury and the other guy is going to say, I, uh, he's lying. I saw the gun. Well, he's but, lying. But Dana, I mean, how many people in this city have a gun in their house? Well. That's a lot easier to prove than when you're fleeing in a car if you have one in your house. I, I understand. But what I'm saying is if, if I went over to your house, let, let's say you had a gun in your home. Okay. Okay. And I was a ne'er-do-well, and I come over to your house tonight, and you come outside, and I shoot you, okay? Well, they can't prosecute me because I thought— You made it, you maybe had a gun in the house. It doesn't make sense. And they interviewed a law professor, and I'm glad that they did, who says, My impression is at least some Kansas prosecutors are using the law or at least reading the law— to say that any claim of basic self-defense is justified, and I don't think that's really what the law is supposed to do. C continuing on from the law professor, even if this victim, Martin, had shown a gun, shooting someone 10 times in traffic, Scott, mm -hmm. when you have the option to were retreat, they not, were they not witnesses? could be interpreted as an unnecessary response. And he says, you know, for someone to say that there's no charge, because I don't know that I can prove it, this guy disagrees. I'm telling you, there are enormous problems with the way these laws are written. And this just gets me right back. Someone bumps me in traffic. I assume you're crazy. I assume you have a gun. 
You don't know whether I have a gun or not. I don't, but you don't know that. I'm going straight to a police department. 913-586-7798. I was just, oh, hang on. A- you can a- see the bullet wounds on this guy's body, by the way. But but I, I, I've always had a problem with the argument, I'm driving to a police department. Because I-35 and 635, which is right over here. Yeah, where do you go? It's right on the on Merriam. It's it's literally on Mission. the county line. It's right on the county line between Johnson and Wyandotte. Yep. Where do you even go? I would just. You got KCK Mission Roland Park. I would call. Merriam. I would call nine one one, and I would say I am panicked. Obviously, please direct me to the nearest police department. Telephone number here is nine one three five eight six. Seven seven nine eight. A Ron, line one. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, so did, didn't you say that the unnamed shooter uh, fled the scene after the incident? Yep. And the police had to track him down. Yes, which they did. So therefore, he should be charged with dis- or reckless discharge of a firearm because he did not report said incident. Hmm. So he should be charged with something. Hey, Ron, I love that. I love that you just brought that up because to me, and again, I hate getting into the stand your ground thing. The the law, the way it is written is crap. And I'll just leave it at that. You should not have the legal right to fire 11 times on a highway. Ever. Ever. I I mean, well, I don't want to say ever. You know, if you got a kidnapper with a knife to your throat or something, maybe. But, But in this case, over a cut off in traffic to me you spraying 11 bullets at this guy you don't know if you're going to hit the car next to this guy that maybe has a child in it the 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 guy just trying to get home from work on the right who's in a work van to to me that that goes off the highway into a house that is not to me a stand your ground in the way that let's say if you're sitting in your car and someone comes up to your window and threatens you i can understand that how is there stand your ground at 65 miles an hour on Uh, a highway there shouldn't be it's also highly illegal to shoot a gun out of a moving vehicle well that's clearly what they did because they were on yeah i-35 913-586-7798 Don't forget to check out the Daniel Parks podcast available anytime you want. Just go to kmbz.com Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, when I saw this text come in, 0573, uh, the first thing I did was I kind of shook my head. But now I think you might be right. 0573 writes, at least now we all know that if we're ever shot, 
and there's a gun in our car. Don't say it. Lie. Don't say it. I was gonna. I was going to say that very same thing. The message here is yeah. that if you are a victim of a of, of, of a, a being shot, and keep in mind the law says stand your ground. How can you stand while you are fleeing at highway speeds while firing into a car? Nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. Where did you see this story? Is this like on the story? Forty one. Forty one had it after the uh, game last night. You're telling me. I am. That the district attorney in Johnson County says, I can't prosecute, I can't put this before a jury, even though there is evidence that somebody fired from one vehicle into another vehicle. I'm pretty sure the bullet went in one arm and out the other, and you can see the scars all over his body. And by the way, they are asking the Martins, this family, Hmm. if you are on I-35 near 119th Street in Olathe, September 19th, 6.30 p.m., call the Olathe Police Department because they're hoping someone has cell phone video of somehow when this started that would show this maniac shooting into this guy's truck. But by the way, 6.20 in the evening in September, the sun would have still been up. Would have been daylight. Mm-hmm. 913-586-7798. Joe in Mission. Joe, hi. Welcome. Yes, hello. I just wanted to say that... Uh, to invoke the immunity for using force. Hold, hold, hold on, bro. You sound like you're in a wind tunnel, Joe. Yeah. Uh, Joe, we're going to uh, put you back on hold. We're going to go to Mike and then Jim, and then we'll get back with you. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to hear you a little bit better. Uh, Mike in Topeka. Mike, what's up? Hey, guys. Um, so, as you know, and for the listeners who don't, I am a concealed carrier. Um, something that I, I would highly recommend if you are going to carry um, get a dash cam. They are very cheap now, less yep. than 100 bucks. You can get a really nice one. Um, get one that records front and rear, and also I've got one that records inside the cab. And so then it's not a question of whether or not I displayed my firearm to someone or not. I've got the evidence to show. Yep. Um, and then also it's a good idea to take defensive driving courses so that, you know, when something like this happens, you know, this – Army vet, you know, he had his training to help him out. And, you know, for the average person, you need that level of training so that you know how to properly respond to something like this. Um, and then the, I think, though, that in terms of this case, the thing that bothers me is the fact that the guy shooting said, okay, you know, I, I saw him pull a firearm, but he didn't call 911. And all of the self-defense training that I've taken over the years – there's always been the one thing that they teach you is the person who calls 911 first usually wins the case. They're able to say that I am the victim. This person attacked me. And so the fact that he didn't do that and they had to track him down. Great point. I think the prosecutor is missing the point to say that if you were really scared for your life, you should have called 911 and you didn't. So now we've got room to, to show evidence to a jury that I'm sorry, if I was on that jury, I would wholeheartedly find him guilty because what person who was being attacked or yeah. just felt their life was genuinely being threatened wouldn't call 911. Great point um i agree with everything you just said we don't know how it came to be that this person was identified and the prosecutor's office refuses to release any information about who crazy 11 bullet shooter is because at some point in the future if we would decide i hate that they hide behind these laws but if -hmm. we would decide to press charges then it's an open investigation so they basically told channel 41 we're not going to tell you who it was they gave them a redacted front sheet although to um Mike's point, and, and it's a good one. If if you were shot at in traffic, what would you do? I would 
freak out and call 911 immediately. Exactly. He, M- Mike brings up a really good point. Yeah. At no point, I think. Does the shooter, or do we know, called 911? It no, doesn't say. The, the, the victim. Go back over that story again. I think you said he went home, tended to his own wounds. Well, they called. I think they called 911 from home. Why wouldn't you call 911 from your car? I, I don't know that he did or did not. Jim, he said he was trying to find the car, lost the car in traffic, and then just went straight okay, home. Okay, if you're being shot at, all of a sudden, after Mike's call, there's a lot of this guy's story that, that but doesn't... But we don't know that he didn't call 911. Okay, you're right. We don't know that. But But you just said he was looking in traffic to find this other car, correct? Yes. If you were being shot at in traffic, would you go looking for the car that was shooting at you? Uh, no. You would try to get away from it. I would try to get away from it. Correct. No, no matter what. Correct. You, You'd really want the license plate, like, sure. but no way. Once, but, once I am shot and bleeding in my car, I am not I, going we, after that. Person. I am. I am getting off of the next exit, and I am. If the speed limit is fifty, I'm going eighty. Right. I'm going to read. I'm going to read it exactly how this is written. Johnson County District Attorney Steve Howe noted there was a firearm in this guy's truck. Thus. The shooter's claim that he saw a gun and feared for his safety is enough to protect him under Kansas's stand your ground law. Your right is to protect yourself, protect your family, whether it's in your house or your car or even on the street. So if a person displays a gun, Mm -hmm. you don't have to wait until the person points and pulls the trigger to defend yourself. I vehemently disagree, Scott, with the law if, in fact, that is what the law says Because, again, under no circumstances is it safe to fire 11 shots into a moving car on the highway. None. If a cop did that, we would demand the officer be arrested. Uh, We wouldn't, not arrested. uh, Charged. Go to prison. Yes. uh, For years. 913-586-7798-586-7798. Somebody says maybe his military training kicked in. A, he's a medic. He not, said it did. Yeah. Not, nothing against a medic. But th- there is nothing in your military training. And I say this having not gone no, through No, he's mili- a combat veteran and an army medic. I, I disagree. B- where you go chasing after a car that shoots at you? Mm. I, I, I don't see that. Maybe I'm wrong. 913-586-7798. Uh, Jim in Kansas City. Jim, hello. Oh, hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Um, I, you know, a couple things I, I noticed, but it seems like we're missing some information in this story. You know, first of all, why, you know, getting chopped in traffic is not justification for pulling a weapon. Now, if, if the other party, the one that got shot, if he was brandishing, that, you know, that's illegal. You cannot brandish a weapon. If you're going to pull it, you've got to shoot somebody. That's that's the whole idea. That's what Steve Howe is saying. Just showing the weapon would be enough. Now, he denies that he did that, Jim. He denies well, that he ever I, showed a weapon. Well, and, and that's correct. But where's the justification for the, you know, uh, I'm, I'm in traffic and I was cut off. So did he brandish before or after? That's that's, you know, that's question one for me. Question two. Anybody that fires 11 shots because somebody brandished at you, 
uh, that's reck- reckless and dangerous. I totally agree. How many other people could he have hit? How many other cars? You know, those bullets don't have any brains. Where are they going? You know, uh, lots to think about there. And I, and I completely disagree with the, with the DA's take on this. You know, that just seems like it's an easy out for we don't want to prosecute. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 I don't understand any of that. I mean, where's, where's the common sense in this? I guess there is none in these laws. Correct. Jim, do appreciate the call, my friend. Thank you for it. it what it is, is it's, it's emboldening um, vigilantism is what it's doing. Because all you have to say now, the way I'm reading this, is, well, I, I felt fear for my safety when I shot into that car 20 times. Sorry. And, and Isn't that what we call a drive-by? You, Think you, about it. You, your fear was so strong that you had to unload 11 bullets mm-hmm. into that other person's car. And at no point did you think, I need to remove myself from the situation. That argument doesn't even make sense because the vehicle was in front of the alleged shooter's vehicle. He, he By definition, well, they but, were retreating. But he could he could have argued, well, I saw him point the gun backwards. And so I unloaded into his car. Does that make sense? I mean, yeah. No. None of this makes sense. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jim, Ruskin Heights. Hi, Jim. Hi. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, just had a quick uh, comment kind of about the extremes in our society. And I think... Um, you know, this example is extreme, unreasonable, extreme application of this law, the stand your ground law. Uh, you know, this guy, it's not standing his ground. This is road rage. And, uh, and, but the, but the law, the stand your ground law has a purpose and it was created because of extremes to the opposite extreme. I'm a criminal. I break into your house. I threaten you and your family. You shoot me, and then I sue you because you shoot you shot me, and and I win. Uh, and 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 so we created these stand your ground laws to defend against the absurdities on the opposite extreme. I, I don't like the fact that we have to have a stand your ground law, but I understand it because of how the legal system. Mm-hmm. It's so convoluted sometimes. But in this case, the legal system is convoluted again Jim, on, the, on the wrong side. I'm, I'm going to say three words point. That, that I hope brings this home to everybody listening. If we replaced the road rage and the strand, stand your ground conversation we're having right now with two different cars in the inner city and used the words rolling gun battle. How many times have we covered the rolling gun battle? Mm-hmm. The way Steve is explaining this, you would also then have to justify the rolling gun battle. Follow me here. This guy was shot at 11 times, and they're saying we're not going to prosecute the shooter because he felt fear. Okay. If that's the world we're living in, you would also have to say in the inner city, in the worst of the worst neighborhoods, with two groups of idiots shooting at each other, we're no longer going to call that a rolling gun battle. We're going to call that stand your ground. That's a great because point. Because this guy started shooting at me, and I'm sorry. I, I, I have no idea. I don't, I'm now feeling fear. He shot, and he hit me in my arm. I am now going to open fire on that car. That's not a rolling gun battle. Mm. That becomes stand your ground. No one is going to agree with that. 
Yet in this case, great point. we're not going to prosecute this idiot? 913-586-7798. Are you guys ready for dueling Hummers? Oh, Ooh, bring a it. A rolling Hummers battle. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Are we, we're doing that next. Yeah, we are. Okay, all right. Quick break. Sam, Stevie, Dana Wright. My name is Scott here on KMBZ. All right, we rare, we rarely do this game, and and maybe that's for a reason. But we're going to we're going to play the dumbest game, uh, and we 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 do this every fall between Thanksgiving and Christmas. We're going to play a game called Hummers, and we have not played Hummers in a very long time. Here's how the game gets played, and we've changed the rules a little bit. Um, I'm going to hum a song, and Dana has to try to guess it. And then uh, if she gets it, Sam will play the song, and then she plays me, a, or she hums yeah. a song in my direction. And I, d- by the way, if you've never heard Hummers, Dana is absolutely <laughs> terrible. She is the worst. Are you ready? Are you going first or am I? I I'm going to go first, if that's okay. All right, <clears throat> you, you go ahead. We're going to go live because I want, I want the listeners to hear how you sound when you're humming, Okay. Okay. All right, go ahead. Are you ready? Yep. Uh, by the way, all of my songs are from the 80s, if that gives you a hint. Okay. Okay. Um, that's terrible. You sound like Charlie Brown's teacher. Do it one more time. Uh, that was amazing. <clears throat> Thank you, Sam. Yeah. Thank you. You didn't get it? No. Okay. Follow me. Okay. It sounds like dun 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 dun. I don't know what it is. I have nothing. Oh, okay. That was pretty good. Okay. Let's physical. get into physical. Let me hear your body talk. Okay. I'm going to show the audience my list. This is my list. And then I've got to pick one of these for Scott. Um, okay. Let's go with. Give me a uh, number. What number? Okay. Are you going I'm going to go with? with the first one. Okay. Ready? <laughs> She's so bad. Hmm. <laughs> What? That's not bad. Okay. Do start over. <laughs> That's much worse. <laughs> Sam, I have no idea. <laughs> really? Every breath you take. I did not That's not what I heard. That is not what I heard. That's yeah, not what she was humming. Wrong, you will. <laughs> that's because that's not what she was. <laughs> Shut up, Sam. All right. Okay. Sam, I'm going with uh, song number two on All my right. list. Okay. We Lay are o for two right now, guys. Lay it on me. You ready? Yep. <laughs> oh, oh, I got it. That's I love rock and roll. Put another dime in the jukebox, baby. Yeah, I'm winning. All right. 
All right. Okay, I'm going to go with number two on this list. All right. <laughs> this, game, <laughs> this game is so dumb. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Right there. Do, do that last stanza. <laughs> There's something you just hummed. She's not far off. Sam, can, can you hum that line better than her? That's Jay Giles' band. Ah, you got it! I got one! Yeah, but I had to have Sam do it. Hmm. I'm lightheaded. All right. All right, Sam, I'm going to song four on my list. All right, we're short on time, All so right. let's do it. So, so let, we'll make this like the, the out. The, uh, when do we got to go to uh, top of the hour? Uh, soon. Just right, oh, So we'll do it right now. All right, you ready? Yeah. As we close out the show. No, no, no. Inside and out, I won't. Oh, Breakfast Club! Don't you forget about me! Boom! Boom! Yes! Very good! Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> we gotta run. That was good. I hope everybody has a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. We're gonna do Gratitude Wednesday tomorrow at 5 o'clock. On behalf of our producer today, the finest man in these United States, his name is Sam Stevie III, ladies and gentlemen. He's a reverend. My good friend and co-host, Dana Wright. My name is Scott Parks, and God willing, we are back tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Have a great night. Be safe, be well, and be good. We'll see you tomorrow. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.